Hey folks, welcome to a podcast about Catholic things. This is Eric, the ambassador of common sense, and I'm here with... Dan, the ambassador of nonsense. How you doing, folks? And we skipped out on you for two weeks in a row, but uh, we're back. We're not uh, going to claim that we were shut down for the coronavirus either. No, we were just... It was just, uh, you know... Had other junk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bad planning. I thought... Last week, I thought you had said that you were doing something for Jacob in another state. And then you were gone that weekend, and I walk into Grandma's house, and Jacob's sitting there with Danny. And I'm like, wait a minute. You were Danny's excuse. No. <laughs> and then he, so, he reminded me that Ben had Ben's kids had something going, or maybe Jeremy's. Yeah, we went up to Washington. Um, it, it, it actually wasn't last week. So last week we were actually in at, uh, Jeremy's visiting him and our grandkids in yeah. Columbus. The week before we were in Washington, flew back through Seattle, which is, uh, at the time was considered the, uh, the hub of it all, so to speak. Yeah, that's ground zero. Yeah. Um, so. Did you get coronavirus? You know, I think I probably already had coronavirus, so I don't know. Because a few weeks before, I had a real bad, you know, cough and, and stuff yeah. with a fever. Maybe that was coronavirus. Maybe not. You know, I figure it's a cold. Yeah. Everybody's going to get it. Yeah. That's kind of what I thought. But they're telling me that everybody's going to die from it. Who's telling <laughs> I guess I guess some news, news stations are reporting it that way, aren't they? I... They're uh, they're doing everything to get. Well, I mean, heck, our governor shut the whole the whole state, state down. down. Yeah, Indiana too. Yeah, the with a home a shelter in home you can't order go to or church. something like that. Yeah, you can't even go to can't mass. Go to mass. Yeah, and but you know what? Even before the governor of either Ohio or Indiana shut it down, all of the dioceses individually shut it down, shut yeah. mass down within their dioceses. It's like okay, so in this, this doesn't make sense to me at all. In this time, when we are under a threat of physical death, something that was always in the cards, it was going to happen to all of us at some point or another. So in this time, when there is some feeling that for some of us, physical death might be a little bit more, uh, uh, you know, more in hand, maybe it's in the next hand dealt or whatever, yeah. let's go ahead and remove the instruments of eternal life. That makes no sense to me whatsoever. Yeah. I I remember reading a book. Um, I think it was about uh, the priests who... Um, it was the priests who were there in England being persecuted. Mm-hmm. I, I can't remember the name of it. It was something, there was a number, something like 40 priests or 40 martyrs or something like that. Oh, okay. And it was priests who went in, in the first decade of the Church of England who were going to England and being, uh, hunted down. Oh, I think it was called the Priest Hunters. Oh, something like okay. that. Wow. But they met, there was a priest there who was, uh, talked about having to give communion during the Black Plague and how he would shudder at, at having to see their bodies and put the oh, host right. on their tongue. Right. Uh, 
But he did it. Yeah, yeah. And the Black Plague was a whole lot more uh, lethal than coronavirus 19. Yeah, I mean, something like, what, 50% uh, mortality rate, maybe? Yeah, it was like a third yeah, of, a third a third of third the population. Of Europe disappeared because of it. I mean, some, some of them maybe didn't get it, and of those who did get it, the ones that died ended up being a third of the population. So I'm thinking maybe the mortality rate was around 50%. Yeah, and they, uh, I mean, they had processions and said special masses and yeah. did all kinds of stuff to beg God to take away the plague. Mm-hmm. And I... We televised masses. How about that? Well, that's something, but <laughs> I, so if we... Yeah, I make our kids watch a televised mass would on, you know, on take Sunday, away but this it's stupid. Terrible... <laughs> Terrible head cold and save us and, from COVID nineteen. Yeah. Yeah, but you know what? Our our abortion centers are staying open, our abortion mills. We're still you killing can still babies. kill your baby. Still, still kill your baby, but you can't go to mass. And you can still get weed, I think. Oh, the, that's right. In California they decided the, the, the weed centers are considered I think it nece- is in Ohio necessary. as well. Oh, is it? They're you know, I was looking the, through the, the list of umbrella. necessary people. Um, I can't find too many people who are going to actually be out of work. Well, I can't find too many people who can't go to work. Oh, right, right. According to these rules. Now, my wife might be able to, might end up there. She curr- uh, Currently, she, she, she does... Uh, uh, ideologic examinations for veterans who are applying for compensation and pension uh, based on hearing loss that, that they acquired during their service. And it's kind of up in the air right now whether they're going to end up deciding that they have to shut that down for the time being. Currently, they're staying open because it's happening under a general health care umbrella uh, but she may end up being one of those who can't go to work. Um, I cannot go to work, but my work is such that I can work at home, and so I continue to. Well, wait a minute. Um, to do that, you're an engineer, and you you uh, manage the the programming of certain car uh, computers, no. right? Medical devices. Oh. Car was cars was my last job. Now it's medical devices. In well, fact, then now even more so. <laughs> yeah, in fact, this, I, today I was how actually. How can you not be going to work? I was actually well. I I am working. I just can't go into work. Well, um, why could you not go to work? That is an essential service. Well, we if that. yeah, and and the directive from the um, the president of the company is that if we. Our work, if if the work we're doing is specifically COVID nineteen related, and it's necessary for us to be in the office to do that, like we have to have access to equipment for testing or something like that, then we can go in. Otherwise, we should do our work from home. But it's fortunate that I have a job that you can do that. Well, people have uh, health needs that are not COVID nineteen related. But are still needs. Well, are yeah, still but necessary. my work, 
my work doesn't directly address those needs. I mean, anything that I do at work is related to device or software development that is on its way to FDA approval that, you know, might actually enter the real medical market months and months from now. Um, yeah, but we still need it. Yeah, well, okay. I guess you can make an argument. I mean, for it's necessary. <laughs> we're not going to stop all progress, are we? Yeah, no, we're, we're not. not. Going to stop research? No, that's true. That's true. I, or we shouldn't. Well, we shouldn't. I. You know, that's that's the thing, though. I mean, this there is so much. You know, it's kind of funny. There, there's there's two layers of panic that are going on. The first layer of panic is the popular, oh my gosh, everybody's going to get the virus and die panic. I see that mostly among liberals, and I see that mostly fomented by the media. And I, you know, that's kind of the, I I don't see a lot of real people giving into that kind of panic. I mean, I go out and I see, you know, people are in stores, they're not, you know, you know, I see people wearing gloves out of caution, but but they're not like yeah. jumping away to get six feet away from somebody who suddenly got near them or something like that. You know, I, I don't see any of that going on. But then there's a second layer of panic going on. And I think this is the layer of panic that is threatening to really do damage to our economy and our country and to lives. Um, and it's the panic of officials who are panicking about looking like they're not doing anything. Yeah. That's the panic that is really threatening our country right now. Yeah. There's Because they're all overreacting. Yeah. There's also those people who are watching people overreact and think, we're going to be out of everything soon. I need oh, to go yeah. gather. <laughs> There's that panic, too. <laughs> and I think everybody's susceptible to that because you go to the you grocery your, store, buy your normal groceries, and you see an empty you aisle, and you're like, well, yeah. what am I going to do? Do you have do you have your, your toilet paper bunker? <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I see that Indianapolis is about one week behind us in terms of how empty the stores are. So you guys are, like, really empty now because so far we've well, been able to go to the grocery and get – 95% of what we explicitly set out to get and the other 5% we can usually find reasonable substitutes or well, about a week ago go and get it later we were flat out empty wow and so i had to go to indianapolis and uh on a call and i stopped at a grocery store while i was there mm-hmm. and they that store was maybe a week behind that from what okay. we were in Cincinnati. You know what I so mean? Getting so close I'm to thinking, empty, but not quite there. Yeah. But see, now you go to the store and it's mostly full again. Yeah. It, it picked I mean, back up. People settled yeah. down. Mm-hmm. We're fine. Yeah. And you know what? Honestly, I think the restaurants ought to be open too. <laughs> I think it's so bull that, that that so many waitresses are not at work. No, and you know what? Those are people who act. I mean, they're paid by the hour. If the restaurants yeah. shut down, they don't get paid. Yeah, those it, are the people it, that this is going to hurt day. really bad. Yeah, 
you know, at the end of the day, they have tip money or they don't, and that could decide whether they eat or not. Yeah. Well, you know, it's like I said, every every one of these, like, you know, I, I still think of it as a liberal extremism to, to do the heavy-handed, um, top-down, you know, the, uh, reaction to the COVID-19. But every time I see one of these heavy-handed, top-down liberal um, act, actions of some kind, I just think liberals must just really hate poor people because they affect the poor the worst. Yeah, they always do. Um, here's the thing. I'm not just seeing it from liberals, though. Mike DeWine is a governor oh, here true. in Ohio, and he was mm-hmm. supposed to be not a rhino. He was, you know, we had Kasich in, and Kasich was just terrible. I can't yeah. tell you how many ways he was terrible. But we got rid of him, and we get Mike DeWine in. Mm-hmm. And I hear him on the radio telling everybody, you got to be cautious. You got to self isolate. You got to blah, blah, blah. And I'm going to shut down the whole economy to make sure, I don't know, they're promising that millions of people are going to end up in the hospital. I don't see it happening anywhere. No, no. And, you know, the, I, I don't know what, you know, that's that second tier panic that I'm, talking about it's like even republicans are subject to that no leader no public official wants to appear ineffectual you know that because he won't be voted for next time so uh, so the question is when things like this happen then the conspiracy theories start (laughs) and yeah to be honest, some of them aren't too far off, I don't think. I mean, okay. there are there are some accusing, well, this is uh, germ warfare from China. I kind of don't believe that. I do, however, believe China is laughing their, uh, their butts off right now because they they shut down the American economy with a cold. With a, a yeah, a cold from China shut down the American economy. It is kind of funny though that um, uh, one of my sons likes to watch videos and stuff, and he <laughs> he he was watching videos uh, up which claimed to be produced by the Chinese government, or at least you know uh, yeah yeah so. Um, the you know by like tai chi and kung fu masters that's you know are saying that you know we we can combat this virus with kung fu <laughs> stuff like that yeah. <laughs> think he's should... into into videos and she's got some she's got some really weird ones have you have you seen what the like the uh the celebrities some of their videos that they're putting out that I are saw really something about weird. Celebrities doing weird stuff, like um, like on my Twitter feed, there was something about Madonna yeah. in a bathtub. It's like, well, what's that about? Have you seen that one? I didn't watch it. No, it's like I I kept I hearing about it. I watched it, it specifically an hour ago. So what uh, is it for this show? I I don't know. All I can I mean, see is, is it's weird. In a bathtub? She's just sitting she's, in a bathtub. Is she talking? She's sitting in the bathtub. There's music in the background, and she's talking about how COVID-19 is the great equalizer. 
In and what sense? If, if the ship sinks, we're all sinking. I don't even know what that means. I don't think it is. Isn't it harder on old people? Yeah. Yeah. She's kind of like, old. It's like almost a a monotonic uh, increase in risk of um, severe or permanent damage or death. Um, the, the, the risk of that increases with age, period. It's like yeah. the last, the last time I actually looked at the numbers, which was a week ago, maybe at, as of that time, the numbers that I was reading from the CDC had it that not a single person under the age of nine had died from this virus. Yeah. It's, it's old people. So no, it's not an equalizer. Uh, Maybe it's like wishful thinking. She's thinking that, I don't know. But see, she's not the only one. Uh, Ellen Degenerate has some really weird ones out there. Uh, Like, I can't even explain what they are. They're like her making phone calls to people and then talking to them and then filming herself having a phone conversation with with other big names like Michelle Obama. They're just real weird. And, that is weird. You okay. think it's some kind of like, like, you know, like, like with this virus, they're, they're like thinking, oh my gosh, I must, I might die. I better get something recorded so that, so that my memory doesn't fade or something like that. I mean, you think it's some okay. weird kind of reaction to that? I'll tell you what I personally think is going on. First of all, I, I do believe that this is a, I'm not going to say there's a conspiracy, but I think this is an opportune time for people to destroy everything that Trump has built. Yeah. I don't even know how you can argue with that because that's what's happening. Yeah, they have been trying that. The three years have created this booming economy, and Mm -hmm. within three weeks, we've taken it down. Yeah. Um, so I know that's going on. Well, the, after everybody's talking about, you know, social distancing, the, the, the Hollywood left is acting like, I think they're just kind of playing along with this. They're acting like we're talking total quarantine and that they're going stir crazy because they have to stay in their houses by themselves Oh, (laughs) and not... Not do anything. There's there's one from uh, I saw one from Drew Barrymore. There was one from Tom Hanks' wife. I can't remember her name. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was, and he both have the virus, right? Yeah, yeah. That's she did like a rapping one. She oh, started okay. rapping. Uh, Sharon Stone is doing some really weird ones. Sharon Stone. Yeah. Wow. And she, she She's has aged old, she? dramatically in the past two weeks, according hmm. to the pictures that I'm seeing. Oh, okay. But, um, but at, at some point, I guess it was the CDC approached Hollywood types and asked them to do public service announcements telling people to stay home. <laughs> and a lot of them are doing that. And oh, okay. The reason I, I think this is part of part of something to take down Trump is because the people who are doing it are Danny DeVito. Uh, what's the guy's name? The other Italian guy, uh, Robert. Oh, De Niro. 
Yeah, De Niro. Mm-hmm. Um, couple people like that who absolutely hate Trump. Oh, those are the people doing this. Yeah. The more they can get people to stay home, the more the economy tanks, and right. the better chance they think they're going to have in November. Right. You know what's funny is that. You talk. I'm going to go to the kitchen and get a drink. Oh, okay. That's fine. I don't think that this is really going to end up taking Trump down because, I mean, even assuming it was a little bit closer to the election. I mean, you know, for one thing, Americans have short memories and what determines the election isn't going to be what happens right now in in March and April. It's going to be whatever, you know, happened in July and August. But even assuming that that this was in people's mind assuming that that the concern about the handling this was in people's mind the thing about liberals and the liberal approach to to governance is that it's very heavy-handed and it's very from you know top down but it's also very bureaucratic and yeah I don't think people would want that in response to a crisis. They want a man who is going to take charge and make decisions. And, you know, even though he has to work through the bureaucracy of the government and, and you know, he, there's the Constitution, he has to follow that, and Congress has to do its part and so on and so forth, Trump fits that a lot more so than, than anything that any of these liberals is offering you know, any Democrat Certainly. candidate is offering in their, you know, debates and, and, and speeches and stuff like that. So I think I, it's like there's almost no way that this doesn't work in Trump's favor. That's what I think, especially if uh, he can manage somehow to get governors on board with opening things up by next week. Yeah. Yeah. He's saying by Easter. He wants to have things opening back up. Yeah, and, uh, which you know, we—I I don't know. I, I do serious. I am seriously scared that if we don't open up very soon, that the economy will not bounce back. Uh, it, that it'll not bounce back within a year. Oh, right. Yeah. That's... I mean, you can't stay closed for that long without it having a serious negative impact. Right. And, you know, the last thing you want is Democrats in charge when the economy's down, because that's when they're going to take advantage to increase government power. That's when they keep it down. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know a whole lot about economic history. I've. I when I listen to other conservatives talk about it, they talk about. Uh, for like the Great Depression being something that was uh, that started as bad but was kept in play by uh, Democrats mm-hmm. that could have some recovered we could have recovered sooner. some very yeah. quickly if not yeah. for our leaders and instead it ended up being the the impetus for all of the. Um, expansive government programs that FDR put in place. Right. People had enough pressure on them to where they were willing to accept anything that could get them out from under the the thumb of poverty. 
Yeah. Yeah. And you know, the thing is, <clears throat> this is one of those things that, that I've kind of noticed about liberals. It's like, okay, maybe the people in that generation are our parents' generation. Um, certainly our grandparents' generation, you know, the, during that crossover time, the, uh, leading from the Depression into the, the Roosevelt era and, uh, so forth. They might have, might have had the excuse of, of that real hardship of poverty being in recent memory and, and, and so, you know, giving into the siren song of, um, government planning and control and so forth. But the thing about liberals today, and and I think the this you know this coronavirus thing is kind of playing into I think this is why there's such a widespread panic on the popular level um among liberals. The thing about liberals today is that it's almost like they have this addiction to a fear that can only you know a fear of something not being right. It's it's a undefined fear, but it's it's a fear that something's not going to be done right, and so they need these these government bureaucracy and government overlords and heavy-handed governance in order to make sure that things are done right. And you know, it might be yeah. a fear that somebody's not going to like them enough, a fear that somebody's <laughs> going to discriminate against them. Uh, you know, in this case, a fear that they're going to get coronavirus. I mean, it's like the more you offer them a reason to be afraid in a way that the response to that fear is, oh, we need the government to solve the problem. The more they get drawn to that fear. Cause, and they can't uh, solve the problem without the bureaucracies. We got to yeah. talk about just about that for a second. The the level of trust that's being put in government bureaucracies who have been proven to be inept over mm-hmm. and over and over again is scary. Yeah. I mean, would you – do you trust uh, the BMV with anything? <laughs> no. To do anything ever? <clears throat> no. They're terrible. You go there and stand in line for an hour just to get a little piece of paperwork. Can you imagine if real businesses operated that way? Oh, yeah. Well, they couldn't because people wouldn't go there. If you didn't have to go to the BMV, you wouldn't. You wouldn't. Exactly. And if they privatized it, it would be – you would do it online. You wouldn't even go to the office. Right. And if you did go, it would be like, one, two, three, you're out of here. All right, goodbye. But it's it's the government involvement that – it just – strains everything and it slows everything down and it usually corrupts it yeah right because the the one thing that i don't know you know why people don't just naturally realize this but every government bureaucracy you think it exists for the stated reason for which it was created under the law blah 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 no Every single government bureaucracy exists for the purpose of justifying its own existence. Yeah. That's the purpose to which its energies are driven. Now, of course, to justify its existence, it has to do something related to the, the, the legal purpose for which it was created. And so, you know, things do 
kind of sort of get done, you know, enough to to make people think, oh, yeah, see all the stuff they do. We need them. But but that's the point that you've you've got to come in with that just basic understanding that all the decision making within a government bureaucracy is oriented towards justifying its own existence and its own budget. The weird thing is how um, it's not just that the government needs to be there. It's that uh, Democrats need to be in charge of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're not fine with the government running it. it it's only fine if – well, I, I don't even know about Democrats. I guess at this point you could say establishment is in charge of it. People who have been doing it for 20 years – right. No Those are the people who should do it. Yeah. You know, which despite is the fact of, that they failed for 20 years. It's, which is kind of interesting because um, the Democrats as a party, as a, you know, a collection of people, the, the, the people that the Democrats really are oriented about that, that have always made the Democrat base, there's a parallel there because. I, are you talking about uh, the old blue collar worker who was in the union and was our the blue collar worker are the dupes because the real democrats are old money and the and and their purpose as a political party was to keep the old money establishment in power against the new uh, money business up-and-comer entrepreneurial republicans the the giant plantation owners yeah yeah who needed the slaves that who needed the slaves that's exactly but it goes all the way back to pre-civil war they were the ones who inherited their money not the ones who earned their money and those are the same people who are the real power movers in the democrats today yeah And, and it's it's weird how I, I guess now more and more people are starting to see that, and I think that's why Donald Trump is there. Yeah. But um, oh, that's why he took Michigan, a solid blue collar worker state. Yeah, you know. But the what's weird is how demonstrable. I don't know if I'm even saying that right, but uh, how easy it is to show that this is the case. Yeah, and how few people believe it. That's. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. That's true. There's I mean, it's guy, not hard uh, to find these things out. Dinesh D'Souza, who even had that made that movie. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah it, I mean, he went to jail for it. Right. So that yeah, in itself yet, should be a red flag, and and mm-hmm. yet still people think he's just a propagandist, and it's like, I guess you could call it propaganda. Yeah, I mean, but, he's doing it for he's he's putting it out there for a reason, but he's right. <laughs> yeah, he's still right. And he makes challenges in his videos, like challenges like you will not find a Republican who owned a slave. And I've gone to forums and stuff. I never even heard that. that or thought about that, but that's interesting. I, I think that was the exact, I can't remember the exact yeah, but something along it. those lines. But right. it, it was, the point was that only Democrats owned slaves, not mm-hmm. Republicans. Right. And only Democrats were part of the KKK, not Republicans. Mm, Only mm-hmm. Democrats believe in abortion. Not. Mostly yeah. not. Yeah, I mean, Republicans. Yeah, the rhinos. <laughs> yeah. 
What what yeah. is a rhino? A what Republican in name only. Oh. You know, I didn't even know what that word meant. I just hear it used all the time and I knew what it described. Oh but... right. Yeah. I get it's okay. it's I mean I, you know it's handy for Republicans because it's you know makes an animal sound I get you know but if it if I guess there there really aren't any Democrats in name only are there but if there were yeah. what would you call them dinos dinos or something yeah. like that I don't know. <laughs> <coughs> <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought <laughs> dinos <laughs> well so I I don't even remember. That conversation took like a lot of turns. Oh, I, we were talking about the uh, um, the weird things that the movie stars are doing. Oh, right, right, yeah, they, they, yeah, that's and and why they're doing it. I, I, I saw an, on my Twitter feed, and you know, when I see videos, I tend not to watch them. I have to yeah, really, really be like grabbed by the comments that people make in order to actually watch a a, a video on Twitter. Or I'm more somebody like reading. absolutely forces you. You have to watch this. Yeah, right, somebody I'll brings it, it to and sticks it in my face. Yeah. Okay, I'll watch it. <laughs> but but I, I see so many videos of people like that are singing stuff. It looks like, um, and, but yeah. they're not people I recognize. So I don't know if these are celebs stuck at home or if these are people who just are just regular people that somehow their videos went wild or, you know, got, went viral or whatever. I think most of them are celebs stuck at home and they're, they're like, they're doing videos where they don't have the makeup and stuff. Oh, you know? okay. so they don't look the same. So, and, and the thing is like the, you know, they're like, they're, this they're, is how they're committed I am. They're jonesing for attention. Yeah, I, th- I yeah, think, I think that's, what, that's it what it is. They're jonesing for attention. They need a fix, and this is a way to get it. That's what I think. There's other theories out there, and I, they get kind of weird. But um, <laughs> there's going to be. I, I hesitate to even call attention to them, but <laughs> some of them. If you sit and think about it, you think, okay, that that's almost believable with these some of the people. theories. Some of the some of these actors and actresses are so weird. It's almost something where, hey, I I could imagine myself believing that if there were any. If you showed me evidence, mm-hmm. I might oh yeah, start wouldn't to take much it. to convince. Yeah, kind of thing. Well, <laughs> I'm just thinking that okay, we'll have this thing and it'll happen, and then we'll have all these videos out there of actors. And then we'll have a whole decade to come up with a whole new category of abnormal psychology terms to describe what these actors are doing. Yeah. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Uh, a lot of international travel is stopped. Yeah. Non-elective surgeries have stopped. Except abortions. Um, not, not necessarily. So... There are, well, I believe there states. are less abortions yeah. right now. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the theories is that the left, uh, the Hollywood elites mm-hmm. get some kind of chemical from aborted babies or uh, murdered people and that they use this to stay young and healthy looking. 
Wow, that was that. I, I have not heard that one. They're not getting it now because so they're looking old. Yeah, they're starting to. They're looking old and starting to go nuts because they don't have this whatever chemical it is. That, that would make a really interesting science fiction movie. I mean, yeah, I, I'm thinking it, about it's what, I, it. Would make a compelling science fiction movie that you know, not yeah. just interesting in in terms of being far out there, but compelling in the sense that. If such a thing were available, yes, they, you know, the, the kinds of people who end up being celebrities, you, you think, yeah, they really would make use of it, no matter how horrid it seems. Yeah, that's what I mean. If it were, if there were something like that, then you can certainly imagine most leftist, uh, celebrities doing that. Yeah. I mean, we, they, they're doing videos that, like, be proud for abortion or something. I can't remember oh, what yeah. the name of I that mean, was. Just, but, uh, things like that. Just, things yeah. that are just sick. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's just demonic, uh, like, bloodthirsty. Like, you know. Uh, and I've always said that uh, abortion is the sacrifice of the left. The sacrament of the left. Sacrament, okay. Yeah. Sacrifice. That's what you mean. Sacrament. Right. Well, it's kind of the same thing, yeah. But, right, exactly. I mean, it's, it's they, yeah, they it's almost like they have, this to it's like the they have a, a, a religious devotion to it. It's it's like a, uh, I don't know, some kind of, um, like a ritualistic, it has ritualistic uh, sense of, of um, you know, the, the reverence they give it, you know? Yeah, and, and it's a prerequisite almost. I mean, yeah. even Trump, when when he was famous uh, before he got into politics, uh, they would ask him about abortion. Um, if you watch the videos, you could see he kind of. It's almost like he doesn't want to talk about it. He gives, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm for it. I said I was for it. All right, Le leave it alone. Yeah, just and let, then he let's... wants to move on to the next thing. Yeah. Okay. I, now I haven't watched those videos, but yeah, I could believe that. It, it you would have a. It would be easy to convince me he's not really for it, but he's just never really took time to think about it. Mm -hmm. When course, he did, you know, now those interviews, you have to actually think about it. Yeah. Uh, so what do you? Okay, if you're a traditional Catholic, what do you do right now? What are you doing on Sunday? Uh, our parish is streaming mass at, um, on Saturday evening. I, maybe they do it on Sunday too, but I get the kids. I say, we're going to sit in the living room and we're going to watch mass and we're going to unite ourselves with the intentions of the prayers of the priest. And it's important to me that it be at the same time. It's not just, we're not, we're not going to watch a recording, but the mass is going on right now a few miles down the road and we're going to unite ourselves with the prayers and intentions of the priest and offering the sacrifice of Christ to the father, which is what the mass is about. Even if we can't receive Holy communion. Uh, yeah. so that's, that's what we do, you know, and if any of them needs to go to confession, our priest has done a pretty cool thing. He said, okay, the Bishop said, I'm not allowed to open the confessionals, but what I'm going to do is the, the side entrance of the rectory. I'm going to open the door and the, storm door you know the glass storm door is going to be there and what you can do is you can come up you can come up to it and um you can give me a phone call 
And as long as I can see you so that we're in physical proximity, which is what's, you know, something that's required for the sacrament, yeah. you can give your confession over the phone. Now, I don't know if I want to give my confession over the phone because who knows, you know, all the circuits that has to go through to get to the priest. Yeah. But <laughs> but he's doing everything he can is to make the sacrament that interested available. interested in what you did? Well, meaning? that's true. That's true. <laughs> you know what? But the thing is, it's it's like I don't fear the you know. It's like I did something super horrible. That some, it's that people would find out how petty my sins are. Oh yeah, not petty in the sense that that they're light, but petty in the sense that. that you're the, stupid. Why would you do that? that? Was so <laughs> selfish and stupid yeah. and. Only babies do that. Exactly. <laughs> Grown-up men don't do that. So anyway, but but that's what he's doing for confession too. So we I actually it. have it pretty good, you know, given the the circumstances and given that the the bishops have given into this panic and and you know kind of locked down things. <clears throat> but I I don't know. You know, it's I don't know if that's available everywhere. I don't know. Uh, well, two weeks ago, when the uh, at at Father Watkins in St. Lawrence at his last mass mm-hmm. said that since he couldn't do mass anymore, he was going to make uh, communion or confession available as often as possible, mm-hmm. and he set up like blank pews that people couldn't sit in to try to space people out. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I don't know if he's still doing that anymore because I don't know what the bishops have said lately. Right. Um, he's, he's, but he's doing everything. He was doing everything he could to make it so that there was no reason to shut him down for confession. Right. Which makes sense. Right. And I mean, with confession, it's like, okay, it's like the, you know, because our priest, he said, well, he was going to keep the confessionals open. And then the bishop said, no, you can't do that. So it's a terrible thing to do. And, and then he said, okay. I got to still make confession available. So now he came up with this other way, but it's like, why would the Bishop even say that? Because it's not like you have to go face to face with confession. You can be behind the screen. The priest can be feet away from you. You yeah. can, you can be not even Cause facing they don't each have other. to be visible be talking, to each other. Not only not visible, you can be separate, like facing opposite directions. Yeah. You know, the priest might, might, Turn around when he when he you know uh, I don't know if he has to do a uh, like like make a sign of the cross with his hand over you or something like that. Oh. But yeah, you know, but you know, other than that, yeah, and you can have a screen. Be- I mean, there's all kinds of confession and doesn't like, need to uh, be a dangerous confession activity. lines are all that crowded. Well, that's true. That's the other thing. And even if they were, like you know, most churches are big, pretty sparse. You can spread people out. Yeah, it's a big old church. Yeah. I don't know what they're doing right now. Um, you know, I, like, this last Sunday, oh, I, I just sat down and I read the Mass. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, yeah. I didn't watch it streaming or anything. Right. But you at least get the readings and you can even read through the... You know a priest somewhere is saying the Mass. You can read right. the, the Eucharistic prayer and unite you, yourself to those intentions at the very right. least. Because... I mean, in the Latin Mass, I'm never, I'm never saying it with the priest anyway. Yeah, that's right. You know, that's right. That's uh, something. You know, for people who um, 
are maybe hesitant to go to a Latin mass, uh, this would probably be a good time for him to follow a Latin mass where you could pause and look in the book to figure out where am I supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and what's going on? Learn the Latin mass during yeah. the next two weeks. That's and a then good point. when Sunday comes, just, hey, let's yeah, go to the Latin mass. You know a little bit more about it. I mean, yeah, you, you'll still have to, uh, I, I mean, I know the books, some of them have the indicators when to kneel and stand and that kind of stuff. Sometimes, you know, not every, especially today where the people who are doing the Latin Mass are kind of like a group of people who got together and got a priest to do it and, you know, so forth. Well, they yeah. may not quite exactly do it the way that it's in the right. book. Right. They, they don't it, always It takes you a couple 100%. of weeks to figure out, you know, but you just follow everybody around you. Sit, sit, you know, towards the back a little bit so you can see what people are doing. And, and just do it. And, and honestly. Yeah, and be able to peek over someone's shoulder, see what page they're on in that missile. You, right. you get the red missiles that everyone else is using. Or yeah, those red missiles are, are awesome. Using. The ones with the, yeah. Yeah, I use those. Um, and, and almost every Latin mass parish has those available. Yeah. But they, it, it would be a good time. And then a lot of. You also get confused because there's the directions for the high mass and the low mass, and you got to oh, figure out which right. one you're attending. And a lot of times, the things that they do for the high mass, they'll do it at a low mass sometimes. Yeah, uh, that messes you up because it's like, wait a minute. Then you get, wait that. a minute, yeah. what is this? But uh, it would be a really good time to learn how to pray the mass mm-hmm. and well, uh, how to pray the Latin mass. I yeah. don't do it in Latin. Do you read it in Latin or do you read it in English? Well, I don't have a Latin mass to if go to. If you attend. But, oh, you don't? Yeah, you do. Well, I could go all the way into Indy, but I I go to my local parish. I guess that's pretty far. But, yeah. Um, I mean, it's, you know, honestly, it kind of bugs me that I don't because it's it's not as far as we used to go to Indy, that same church. Um when we lived in Noblesville, but I don't know, I guess I've become a more of a slave to convenience, but I kind of like the priest at our local yeah. parish too, even though he doesn't do the Latin mass. But if I were to go, I would read the English along with the priest and unite myself with his intentions. Uh-huh. But here's the other thing that, that, you know, at the Latin mass, even if you're not specifically following along, um, you don't necessarily have to, you could, instead give yourself over to like maybe right you know quietly saying the rosary or something like that and i like to um i like to compare it to a uh a ship that's like bound for some destination the destination of course is the is the eucharistic mysteries the prayers that the priests are saying is kind of like the engine of the ship that's getting the ship there you get there the same whether you understand the workings of the engine or not. However, yeah. it just so happens that if you are able to, to, you know, understand the workings of the engines, the workings of the engines also have a lot to do. They have everything to do with the destination itself. So when you take a ship to, you know, some island, the ship's engine has nothing to do particularly with that island. You get there, you know, whether you, you, the, you understand the engine or not. It's that way with the mass, except that the engine also really does have it to do with the island. And so if you understand the workings, you can even more so, uh, get what it is you're yeah. going to the island for. You, you know, you, so 
So it's it's like you get there the same regardless, and if you you know give yourself over to a a intention of contemplation through like the mysteries of the rosary, if you're praying the rosary, you're contemplating the same mysteries that you're there to receive at mass. Yeah. Or you can do it by reading the prayers of the mass itself and uniting yourself to the intentions of the priest in doing that. If you can find a good English translation, either way, it works the same. Yeah. Doesn't feel like that in the Novus Order. Not at all, because there's all this stuff that you're expected to do that's part of the Mass. In Indianapolis, what is it, St. Stephen's that does the Tridentine? I don't know about St. Stephen's. The church I used to go to is Holy Rosary on Stephen Street. Stephen Street. That's why you're thinking that. Is there like a little... Like 10 years ago when I was work in Indy now and then, I would stop by for a noon Latin mass mm-hmm. somewhere. Yep, I, think that's I a, guess it's there. There's kind of a right. small, maybe a, a Spanish-looking priest there. Mm, I don't know about that. You may be thinking of another one. I'm not sure about that. I don't know. I went in there once, and um, they had confessions afterwards. I needed to go to confession, so I go into confession... I had never been to, I, I don't know what, it's not a Latin confession, but he's no, using no, Latin yeah, there. The right, And yeah. I can't hear him, so I have no idea what I'm supposed to do and when. <laughs> so I sat down and I could see he had made the sign of the cross, so I made it, and he said some stuff, and I just sat there. Mm-hmm. And finally he said, you got to talk now. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> I said, okay, bless me, Father. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I have sin. Well, you know, the, it, you were telling me about that, and and when it got to the part where after he, you know, he said, "Go ahead and say your act of contrition," and while you were saying that, he started giving absolution, and you yeah, stopped. Yeah, he was saying stuff. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. Know. And he said, I "Keep just, going." <laughs> I didn't know what to do. I, yeah. <laughs> I thought, oh, is he trying to stop me or to talk to me? But. No, he's saying, I guess he's saying the prayers of absolution mm-hmm. as I'm saying the act of contrition. It is a much yeah. different way of going to confession. But you know what? The thing is, it's, it's like, like that, that's just a tiny example, but you see that in the Latin, the traditional liturgies, uh, more so in, in the Novus Ordo. There's a, uh, economy. If there's some things we can do at the same time, we'll do them. Yeah. You know, there's, there's yeah. no reason we have to wait for this before that, you know, just, Right, because the choir's singing the Kyrie, and the priest. Well, the priest is goes on. on the priest the finishes his Kyrie, and he goes on to the priest. Yeah, exactly. And then by and the you time can sing with the choir, I mean sometimes by can... the time the the choir's finished with the Kyrie, it's time to lead right into the Gloria. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, the priest is waiting for them. <laughs> That's right. All right, I'm done. Now let's start the Gloria, <laughs> and then we're all going to sit and listen to the Gloria. I, I I make fun of those long masses, but. Yeah, I, I don't know. But, I could, yeah. They're for some people. I, <laughs> I joke too much about them. Well, you know, at least what you're listening to is, you know, not some modern liturgist, liturgist yeah. version of his self-important concert. <laughs> yeah. If nothing else, there is beauty involved. And often there isn't in the English mm-hmm. uh, masses. Right. 
I, I can't think of anything else to say about COVID-19. Yeah, me neither. I, I, I wish we could, I wish we would all get back to work. I think this is silly. Yeah, me too. I, I, you know, obviously there are people who are at risk. You have to take precautions, but yeah, this is, you know, I think a lot of it also is, I mean, you know, governors and, and state, uh, bureaucracies, and CDC and all, they're not going to go without their paychecks. And I think a lot of this is they, they feel like they finally get to do something big, you know? Oh yeah. I, I think all there's some doctors, of that too. Uh, doing interviews for CNN and the rest of them. Yeah. Uh, they're loving this. Right. Exactly. It's, I mean, it's, it's, it's like, oh, hey, now we matter. You know, that kind of a thing. Yeah. And I'm looking at the numbers and I'm, you know, I, I was on this website for, for, it's like a city Facebook type of thing, mm-hmm. but it's also kind of a forum. So I'm getting in discussions with people about the fact that we, this is, I believe this is the wrong way to handle it. I think we should get to work. Um, I think. I think instead of us not going to work, if there was a if there was a real danger of running out of hospital supplies, mm-hmm. then things should be repurposed to make hospital supplies. Yeah. And if there if there's a danger of running out of hospital personnel, then the past two weeks should have been spent training uh, nurse aides and underpaid employees at the hospital to do to help more, take the yeah. load. Exactly. Uh, okay. You can watch this person for this, 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 or this. You could have a week-long class even telling them what to watch for, mm-hmm. and then uh, you'd have all the help you need. Yeah. And, and we could and hire more Raise people. the alarm and, for when somebody else needs to step in. And, yeah, exactly. And then suddenly people aren't dying because we ran out and because the, the hospitals were overwhelmed. Uh, and they admit that's what they're trying to do is slow the spread, not stop it, because they yeah, know we're going to get it's, it anyway. It's not their, yeah, they're not saying, well, let's let's keep it from spreading. They're saying, let's slow it down so that the hospitals can can meet, you know, can In have capacity opinion, for everyone. In my opinion, instead of like, well, you know. avoiding that, we should have prepared for it. And then right. uh, we would have a good plan for the future. But as of now, the plan for the future is if something happens, everybody stop working. And mm-hmm. that's just not acceptable for america no no i mean but uh i'm arguing with people over this and they keep saying you got to listen to the experts and i keep saying what are the experts saying tell me the real numbers that the experts are saying well they said this many people will die and i said no 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 these are based on models that's not the experts what they're saying yeah that's (laughs) that's even the numbers that china's saying even the Italian numbers mm-hmm. are nothing to be alarmed at. Right. I, I mean, and finally, I mean, uh, I kind of pinned someone down on it. I said, well, you tell me one real number that's scary. There are 13 people in the hospital right now. Mm-hmm. That's no reason to shut down the state. No. Yeah, that's... so. That's reason to hire extra help if 13 is too much. For right, a giant hospital that covers four city blocks. Yeah, that's yeah, thirteen you people. Know. That's, I mean, that's you know, that's not even a waiting room. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, I see thirteen people sitting in the waiting room bleeding to death. Yeah, 
I've sat in the waiting room for 24 hours. Mm, man. Don't tell me about 13 people being... Having a head oh, cold. Well. Yeah. Yeah, but I guess uh, there's not much else we can say about it. Yeah. I, I tried to go through the news, and all of the news is about COVID-19. Yeah, I don't even have any I, nonsense news. Oh, you know what, you though? I don't. I don't. But hold on. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I, had tr- I tried to cover my mic. The sneezes, they come on, and I don't even have any warning anymore. My wife... She gets upset because it hurts her ears. There's some frequency in my sneeze that hurts her ears. And so she wants me to warn her. And when I warn her, she will cover, she'll like pinch her fingers into her ears to cover them while I sneeze. But sometimes I don't have enough warning and I just reach my hand, like we'll be driving and I'll just reach and shake my finger out in front of her. (laughs) That means get your ears covered. I'm sneezing. So. Anyway, I lose all control when I sneeze. It's a chew. Yeah. It's like I'm purposely doing it loud. My and wife, I'm not. My it, wife claims that I must be just purposely yelling. It's like no. Yeah. <laughs> In fact, I guess that's an angle thing. Must, well, you know, there are other people who are like that. If if I don't give into it, it comes loud anyway. But if I don't give into it. I end up with a really bad pain in my elbows right afterwards. <laughs> Your elbow? <laughs> okay, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna How give it a medical explanation. <laughs> Your elbow. You ever heard yeah. ginger sneeze? No. Is it a, a wimpy sneeze? <laughs> it's weird because at chew. <laughs> I swear she does she, that. She does. Now she goes, that's at chew. That's, that's a fake sneeze. <laughs> No, I swear that's a real sneeze. We yeah. were uh we were uh had a convoy going to Grand Grand Granny B's once mm-hmm. for Thanksgiving and we stopped at the drive through and we couldn't tell if that was mom's car. Wait, you're on your way to Gra- you're talking about a pony keg, right? Yeah. Okay. Sorry. I was gonna say you went to a drive thru on the way to Thanksgiving Do people- dinner. <laughs> Do people still people, call them pony kegs? Well, you know, here's the thing. Uh, I haven't heard that since Dad said it. Okay, well, that's that's what they are to me because that's what Dad called them. But I, yeah, I want you know, to outside of Ohio, they they don't necessarily. Well, I think they do have them in Michigan. Maybe they don't have them in Indiana. In fact, I see Drive places. Thirst? Yeah, I see places that used to be, and they're not. So well, it's it's a that's why I wanted to clarify that to people because people who aren't from Ohio. We have these stores that you drive through. It's a it's a great big store. It's like a, it's a convenience think a, store. Think of a garage door on both sides of a convenience store, and you drive right through the store, and you just tell the person what you want, and they bring it to your car. You pay, and you leave. It's a drive through. And I've I seen always, them in West Indiana or uh, West Harrison, Indiana. I bet not on the Indiana side. Yeah, on the Indiana side. Uh, I challenge you on that. You you get me a uh, Google. Okay, I'll get me I'll a Google uh, Street View. Yeah, of it. I'll I'll show it to you because I've been there because I I've, couldn't find a place to buy liquor in they're Ohio. They're so convenient. I assume the only reason I don't see them here is because like Indiana, like the laws don't allow them somehow. I don't know. So anyway, I call them pony kegs. Okay, but yeah, back so you, to the story. Yeah, on your way to Granny. We B's. were kids, and on the way to Granny B's, uh, 
we see mom's car and we're trying to figure out if it's mom's car mm-hmm. and or someone else's car. We're like, oh, conv- uh, coincidence, because we're all... And then they said, no, that's not mom. And then from up there, we hear, choo And we're like, oh, yeah, <laughs> that's, that's Ginger. <laughs> ginger with mom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> well, you know, uh, I also get... Uh, my ear hurts when I have heartburn. In fact, often my ear will hurt before my chest hurts when I have heart. It's like it's it's like my ear will be hurting, and I'm like, oh, I need some tums. My ear hurts. <laughs> That's you're not normal. <laughs> There's a name for that. Transfer pain or something like that. Yeah, displaced pain or something. Yeah, did I? I, yeah. I forget. Like if your gallstone hurts, your shoulder hurts, or right. something like that. But I've you asked, have weird ones. Well, I've asked my wife about sense. it. My wife's an audiologist, so she's all about ears. And I've asked her if she's ever run into somebody that has ear pain when they have heartburn, and she swears she hasn't. So I, I that must be a unique thing. I don't know. Uh, it's unique. I- <laughs> I have ear pain if I have a sinus infection. Well, that's kind of connected. And tooth pain. Mm-hmm. But anyway. not heartburn. So, anyway, right. I, I did want to well, tell this story, though. Uh, so, okay. my son, he he's home from Purdue now, Purdue University. He's a student there. And this is more coronavirus stupidity. Um, they, they came home on spring break. And then they said, okay, like during the time he was home, they said, all right, all the rest of the year, we're going to do classes by, um, you know, we're not going to have any more in, in-person in classes. We're not going to meet in class. It's all going to be, you know, online or electronic or whatever. All right. And then they started saying, oh, and since we're doing that, you guys can stay home from the dorms. And they gave him a certain time and said, you know, let us know if you have to stay. Like, because some people, they don't have anywhere to go to. Right. So they got to stay in the dorms. And they already paid for it. So Charlie said, yeah. well, I already paid for it. I want to stay there. So I'm going to stay there. So he went back there and he's, you know, all settled back in and stuff. And then they sent a email to him. And they had kind of said, you might have to move to another place because we might rearrange some people in, in campus. And you'd think that, okay, they want to spread people out to try to prevent the spread or whatever of the virus. So he got this email saying that he has either two days to move all of his stuff into this other building or he can have until the weekend to just leave and come home anyway. And here's the kicker. He's in a, a, uh, a, a dorm complex called First Street Towers, which is on First Street in Lafayette. And what he was told is, you have to either move your stuff in from First Street Central, which is where he was, into First Street West, or you can just, you know, go home. And the reason we need you to move from First Street Central to First Street West is so that we can move people from the rest of the campus into First Street Central. Well, that makes all the sense in the world. Yeah, right? So, anyway, he's, you know, he's back home now. I don't get I, it. I, it, it people, I don't know how these schools get away with it. I don't. I. It's like the coronavirus. People keep paying them. 
Yeah, I know. Well, in Charlie's case, it's, you know, the, you need some kind of, you need a degree like that to get the job, and Purdue is pretty prestigious, you know, within yeah. engineering and so forth. Plus, if he decides to get into some, like, research, they'll have opportunities there and that kind of stuff, although I don't see him doing that. But, um, but yeah, I well, I was thinking more like, you know, one aspect of this coronavirus is that it must turn people stupid. It's, I'll tell you what, it's, I don't know what it has to do with money, but I can guarantee you that has something to do with money. Oh, it does. I know exactly what it is. It's, it's one last ploy to try to to convince them to leave anyway. Right. And, 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 you know, in compensation for leaving, they're giving them a little bit of money as a credit on, you know, future school bills. So a bursar credit. Uh, which isn't the amount that they should get prorated to the time that they spent in the dorm and the time that yeah. they paid for it. I'm going to look a little bit into it and see if there's a, um, you know, some other parents are maybe interested in, in bringing a complaint and trying get to get, you know, yeah, that kind of a thing, you know, I'm thinking. So yeah. anyway, well, I did find some news. Okay. Uh, so, well, first, there, uh, SpaceX had a Falcon, Falcon 19 or Falcon 9 rocket. Okay. Uh, and it aborted takeoff shortly after igniting its engines. Oh, okay. Um, then shortly after, a couple days after that, uh, SpaceX success, successfully launches a, uh, Falcon 9 rocket. Is this, I don't know is if it's manned or unmanned. One. I think this is unmanned. Okay. Because uh, they're deploying 60 Starlink satellites. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, there's, they wouldn't need to man a, a rocket for that. So, uh, well, it, it did successfully launch. And, cool. and so they're using these things, and they seem to be working pretty well. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a big old earthquake in Utah. Uh, oh, I didn't 5. know about 9. that. Uh, you in Salt Lake City. Um, yeah, Vicky's got a friend there or something who, and, and they've been feeling little quakes ever since then. Mm-hmm. Uh, left a lot of people without fire or power, and uh, it was it's a pretty big deal. Wow. Um, Pope Francis calls for a worldwide prayer, announces yeah. he'll hold a special service to pray for the end of coronavirus pandemic. Was that, was that the one I, today? Well, I guess he's saying he had announced he would, and I, I guess today is the, when he did it. Right. He delivers a special, special Yerby et Orby blessing. Yes. I don't even know what that is. I, I gathered the kids and, and we watched it and prayed it. It'd be in, in order to get the indulgence. Uh huh. Okay. Although, did you hear the this did you hear the thing about Pope Francis saying that that the virus is Mother Nature striking back? Oh yeah. About our sins again. Had throwing a fit or something like that. Did, I mean, did, did he really say that, or was that just like something like he said? Mother Nature's having a said something of the effect that mother, not Mother Nature, oh, nature, nature. Uh-huh. is throwing a temper tantrum, something like that. Huh. And then he he quoted this saying. Uh, you, and I'm sure you've heard it. Uh, 
God always forgives. Man sometimes forgives. Nature never forgives. I had not heard that as a saying before that. I've, I read that as something he said, but I hadn't okay, heard Okay, I've heard other people say it long ago. I mean, okay. 20 years ago, so I've a, heard it's it. a saying. Um, okay, so he's just and, and jumping onto a... Yeah, and, and it basically, really what it's about is the fact that... Um, God will forgive you, and sometimes people will forgive you, but usually your sins cause consequences yeah, that so you can't be You still need to work through those consequences. If you step yeah. off of a cliff, you're going to hit the ground below. Right. That's that's nature. That's physics. You, there, you, it it doesn't happen. You don't get to say, oops, that was a mistake. Let me undo, you know. Yeah. Okay. Right. And that's all it means. If you sleep around you're going to get vds and right. things like that yep. and nobody can just take them away from you well sometimes there are miracles but that's that's what the saying means mm-hmm. he kind of it's like he anthropomorphizes nature he added like a paganistic mm-hmm. feel to it yeah our our pope i don't get that at was, all. i mean he's like i don't know he's He's off it the deep end. A, it was a, it was a bad thing to say, I think. Mm-hmm. At least at the timing when he was talking about the fact that we, uh, sin against nature. Yeah. Which is that in itself, I mean, you can't sin against nature. That, no, it, you, know. you sin against God or you sin like against the Psalm people, says, but, against you, you alone have I sinned. Yeah. So, anyway, um, Cuba sent doctors to Italy to fight the coronavirus. How does that work? I don't get that one at all. I don't what, know if what that is, means what secret that knowledge Cuba had Cuba extra had? doctors. Cuba, yeah. tiny Cuba, had enough extra doctors that they're going to send them to Italy. I don't get that. Can't, that doesn't make any sense. I guess the fact that they don't really care about taking care of their own people, they figured. Yeah, well, we're not going to take care of our people. We go take care of some Italians. Yeah, because they're so important. Let's see. Bernie Sanders wins the Democrats abroad primary. Democrats abroad is. I don't understand if this is really part of the Democrat election, uh, the party's election nomination process. process but, yeah, yeah, but I guess Democrats who are out of the country can vote, and that adds up oh, to one okay. vote. Okay, and Bernie Sanders he got that. One. that. Okay, uh, I don't know what's going. Last I heard, the real contender is uh, Andrew Cuomo. Oh. Mm-hmm. Brokered convention and Andrew Cuomo comes in and saves the day. That's what I, that's what some people are speculating. Which would make sense because he's been sounding presidential for the past week and <laughs> cooperating with Trump and, and you he, never thought you'd see him cooperate with Trump no, or anything. But isn't he the one that, that had that, uh, did the, the, the quote about, uh, you know, every human life matters or something like that. I don't remember. He, it's a, he's talking about, oh yeah, we will not, you know, we'll, 
we'll destroy our economy to save lives. Every human life matters. Right. I'm paraphrasing. I, you know, he's ba- you know, basically he said, making the even point if that just one life was saved. Yeah, like it's worth you know, that, it's yeah. worth destroying the economy. You know, something like that. I don't know. It's like, okay, yeah. So you destroy the economy, and then thousands of lives are lost. Okay, but whatever. Uh, yeah. Every life, yeah. Every human life matters, or something along those lines. And it's like, okay, really, you're like in one of the most pro-abortion states. You're one yeah. of the most pro-abortion governors. Your words are such silly sentimentalisms. They're meaningless. Yeah, I mean, they celebrated the passing of abortion laws. Yeah. Uh, they were clapping over they, it. Yeah, they lighted up the one, what was, which tower was it they lighted up the, in, in some color? Yeah, they, they did a pink uh, or the something. pink on the Sears Tower, whatever it is, I don't know. You know, he was, uh, he was, uh, he did some kind of video where he's talking on the video about not having enough respirators or equipment. And, uh, but behind him were these stacked up walls of, uh, medical equipment that he did have that was just sitting there unopened. Huh. And then he, uh, they found out that like a year after the swine flu hit, uh, he was told you need to buy these respirators, restock the supply of respirators Mm -hmm. that were used up during the swine flu. And he said, no, he's not going to do that. Instead, he bought some kind of solar panel and hired a team of specialists to decide who would get respirators and who wouldn't. Oh. Instead hmm. of buying more respirators. Instead of just getting more respirators. Wow. So, uh, I, and now he's changed his tune. They have enough respirators. They don't have enough people, though. Oh. <laughs> to, again, is yeah. it... You need to be magic in order to watch a patient say, hey, this guy's breathing funny, you know? How how many mothers do you know who called doctors out on things and said, no, there's something wrong with this child, or no, the kid's Mm -hmm. fine, and and the doctor's wrong, and the the mom's mom's right? right. Yeah, it happens a lot. I don't know. Um, Did you hear that, uh, let's see... Okay, the U.S. Justice Department announces charges against the Venezuelan president, Nicolas Maduro. Maduro, yeah. Mm-hmm. For drug trafficking. Oh, okay. And there's a $15 million award for his arrest or information leading to his arrest. Wow. So if you know where the guy is and would be able to arrest him, you can get $15 million. Oh, hey, uh, hey everybody. That's pretty that's, neat. That's a nice, that's a, that's a nice, uh, economic boost there. Yeah. But, th- I mean, this is, this is President Trump. Yep. Saying, look, I don't care if you're American or not. You're not going to bombard our country with these drugs. Right. And he's taking steps to stop it. And, uh, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, let's see. There was one more. Okay. So I guess Trump and President, how do you say that? Xi or Xi? Xi. S-Z. Chinese president. X-I. Oh, X-I. Okay. I would say Xi. 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 President Xi offers advice to United States President Donald Trump on how to contain the coronavirus pandemic. Yeah. That's actually a news story. I should have, um, I should have, I should have had that one queued up in the nonsense yeah, news. Yeah, that was nonsense news. 
because uh, he's so much smarter than President Trump. Uh, yeah. <laughs> See, I, I normally am not into these uh, conspiracy theories, but I just... I don't care how you see it. President Trump is disrupting not just the 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 order of things in Washington. Mm-hmm. It's worldwide. Yes. Yeah. I I mean what the or US does a, it ripples out. He's a and, um you know he he's either disrupting things himself or he's an icon for a worldwide movement. That is disrupting right. things. One or the other. Yeah. Uh, and well, more probably both because he's, I mean, the, the renegotiated agreements in China. Mm-hmm. I, look, a lot of people are losing money off that. Yeah. I mean, that's true. I they mean, would not have been able to do this to America if people in America hadn't allowed it to happen. Mm hmm. And Trump is disrupting that. Yeah. And he's disrupting things all over the world. Yeah, he's being effective. Through, and, and so it, I don't think it's that far off base to say people are using the coronavirus worldwide as a way to disrupt Trump's presidency. Yeah. I don't think it's that I, far off. No, I don't think so either. I think, I mean, yeah, if you want to, you know, some people have, you know, I, there was one guy. I don't think it was a plan. An but... Uber driver that I was talking to that actually said the coronavirus is a, um, uh, engineered virus. Oh, well, actually it is engineered. In what sense? It is, as far as I know, uh, everything I've read so far, and I haven't read a whole lot, mm-hmm. but, says that it did actually originate in a lab. Oh, really? They seem to know that. Okay. They don't know if it was a purposeful thing or if it was an accident, mm-hmm. but uh but it was there it, are it happened in a lab and then got out. Okay. There are some credible sources saying that it did come from a lab. Interesting. I but I I don't know how the sources I heard were credible to me because I've always believed them. Yeah. Maybe they're really not that credible. I don't know. But that's not too far off. Yeah, it's not that unbelievable either because even 10 years ago, I was reading about research being done into the use of coronaviruses. Coronavirus is the class of viruses that cause the common cold. I was reading research into the use of coronaviruses as a mechanism for delivering direct gene therapy as things like cures for cancer and stuff like that. Yeah. Because the virus itself could be programmed to only attack, say, cancer cells you know, you know, of a certain okay. kind or whatever. So so the fact that, that a lab would be manipulating a coronavirus and doing some kind of experiments, that's not unbelievable. And if it somehow got into, say, rats that mm-hmm. ended up then in the wet market or, you know, in China, right. and I don't know. So, yeah, okay, that's that's I'd, I'd buy that. Um, I don't have anything else in the news. 
All right. Well, I don't have any news. Uh, like okay. I said, the one thing that, uh, you know, the, the whole panic itself is a nonsense news, in my opinion. Yeah, it um, is. But uh, uh, I get, what, are we going to try to get together next week? I'm going to try. I'll be here. We I should, don't have anything planned. We should uh, think hard about a topic and do some research on it yeah. uh, over the next week. Maybe... Maybe by Tuesday, come up with a topic. Yeah, this 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 one was kind of free form. It was just kind of like, hey, let's it. let's talk about what's going on now. You know, yeah. And, and we and there's no way that we could not do that kind of a podcast, right? But um, it would have been timely last week as well. So yeah. All right, well, uh, folks, listen or think about what we said and we'll see you next week yep and more than ever at this time circle the beads circle the beads bye folks all right bye